This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we have already heard about some people not taking the coronavirus, but the expectation is that we will need a majority of people to take the vaccines in order to reach herd immunity and so that we can go back to our normal lives. The problem here in the U.S. is that there is a strong anti-vax segment of the population. Guy Kawasaki is host of the, (coughs) excuse me, Remarkable People podcast. He tackles this question with a variety of experts, including Wharton's Katie Milkman and Jonah Berger. Guy was also the uh, chief evangelist at Apple back in the day, and a pleasure to welcome him back to the show. Guy, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Good morning. Thank you. I am doing well. Thank you. Thank you. So take us through what you put together here, because uh, there are a lot of different voices that are coming from a variety of different areas looking at this. Yes. So I I think that uh, a problem as widespread as the pandemic, it's not going to be a magic bullet or silver bullet that solves everything. It's going to take a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. So one aspect of this is vaccination, and one aspect of vaccination beyond the invention of the vaccination and the distribution and, you know, all that kind of stuff, is how do you convince people who are hesitant to get vaccinated to get vaccinated? And um, my background is psychology and evangelism, and I happen to have relationships with uh, quite a few behaviorists and social psychologists. So I thought that maybe I could make a little contribution and ask them, you know, based on your experience and expertise with social psychology and behavioral studies, what can we do in order to get more people to get vaccinated? And so I compiled this uh, this podcast with nine experts from around the country uh, explaining what they thought could work. Right. And so I guess, is there a consensus uh, of, of, of what these people feel that is needed in order to get a majority of the public vaccinated at this point? Well, uh, consensus uh, depends how you define the word consensus. So there is a consensus that everybody thinks we need to do this. Uh, there is a consensus that it's not going to be simply bludgeoning them with facts and figures uh, and quote-unquote science. And so uh, there are principles that can be applied not only to vaccination, but new product introduction, new service introduction, you know, business kind of challenges in marketing and sales that can be applied to something like vaccination. We're joined on the line by Guy Kawasaki, host of the Remarkable People podcast. Uh, I mentioned the anti-vax community here in the U.S., and and obviously that's going to be a challenging component uh, that that could very well prevent what, whatever that percentage is, prevent us from, from reaching herd immunity in some locations. Yes. So first of all, uh, what I've learned is that the true anti-vaxxer is about 1%. There may be 15 or 20% who are hesitant or neutral or on the fence, but the true who's you're not going to get is about 1%. Now, you could say, well, if you get 99%, you'll get herd immunity anyway, so what's the problem with 1%? The problem is that this 1% is geographically concentrated. So 1% of 350 million people is still a lot of people, but if they all live in the same place, then that place will not have herd immunity and the pandemic will rip through any place with high concentration of anti-vaxxers. So even the 1% is important. But uh, would you like me to explain some of the concepts, Dave? 
Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So uh, concept number one is that scarcity is a powerful motivation. That is the concept that um, there's not enough vaccines to go around, so if I can get it, I better get it because it's so hard to get. So that's one thing. Scarcity makes things seem more valuable. Mm-hmm. A second is that, you know, you often hear these people, or these reports say that, oh, in July it was 20% of people said that they were going to get vaccinated, and in August it was 30%. And uh, one piece of information is, you know, one one point is a data point, two points is a trend, but three points is where you see a trend that human mind assumes will continue. So you should be saying in July it was 20%, in August it was 30%, in uh, September it was 50%. And people interpret three points to mean this is an upward kind of irreversible trend. Um, the next thing is that uh, converts, are very good at converting others. And the scenario here is you take someone who was anti-vax, and that person is now convinced that vaccination is the right thing to do. So rather than saying, you know, this is the science, this is the stats, or you're stupid, you say, okay, so I was like you. I didn't believe in vaccination. And then I received the personal piece of information when my grandfather got sick, and now I believe in vaccination. And that is a much more compelling story than bludgeoning someone over the head. You know, saying you've got to get vaccinated. Well, um, and, and then I think is, you can I think you can take on from that just the general conversation that a lot of people will have over this topic, whether it be with family members or whether it's just with their friends as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another concept is that the facts are simply not enough. That because in this world, you know. The question is often, whose facts? So it, it used to be that you know, science and truth and facts was an absolute standing alone, but now that's no longer the perception. So it's more important that you tell stories uh, about you know, the And the negative story is actually more powerful of mm-hmm. people who lost loved ones or people who cannot see their grandchildren. So stories are very important. Uh, the next thing is to to ask questions as opposed to make demands or tell people what to do. So the questions would be posed like, um, would, you want your, would you want your parents to be vaccinated? Would you want your kids to be vaccinated? Would you want the teachers of your kids to be vaccinated? And usually people will say yes to that. And so the next question is, well, well shouldn't you be vaccinated too? So it's about asking questions. The next thing is to always try to remove the speed bumps, that is to make the process as simple and easy as possible, uh, including things like uh, pre-scheduling the follow-up shot. So you go for one shot, and then the the pitch is, well, your next shot is in 23 days at 9 a.m. Now, you can change that appointment, but it's set for you already. And so what you're trying to do is make people commit to this second shot because it's already pre-scheduled. Uh, another point is to harness social proof. And social proof means that you see Tony Fauci getting vaccinated. You see Ted Cruz getting vaccinated. You see you know, Marco Rubio. You see LeBron James. You see Oprah Winfrey. Um, when, when you see social proof that other people are getting it, it makes you more comfortable with getting it, too. And, and one of the last things I learned is that you know, people assume that anti-vaccination sentiment is a monolith. That is, everybody has the same motivation. Everybody is afraid of the science of it, or everybody is afraid of losing personal freedom. But there are many reasons people are resistant 
to vaccination, you cannot think that they are all motivated by the same forces, and therefore you only have to address one thing. What about the rollout of data in this process and, and how much influence it may have? I mean, when we started to hear you know, that these vaccines were ready to roll out, obviously the effective rate was something that was talked about a lot. Yes. Well, uh, I, I think if, if, if 95% effective rate doesn't convince you to get vaccinated, I don't know what will. I mean, how much better can it get, right? And 95% is astounding. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, that, again, that is a fact. It certainly is a helpful fact, but facts alone will not make this happen. We're joined by Guy Kawasaki, host of the Remarkable People podcast. We're talking about this new podcast he's put together uh, looking at uh, the uh, the potholes that could be out there to get a large number of people vaccinated in this country was there was there anything in in speaking with all of these different people that in the process of of doing it that even caught you off guard uh, well i i would say that the the recommendation that really caught me off guard was that uh, in large anti vax or sort of neutral to negative vax population the pitch that, you know, do this to save your life may not be as effective as unselfishness. That is, unselfishness trumps selfishness, which is to say that, you know, uh, you, you tell people to get or you ask people to get vaccinated, not necessarily for themselves, but for their parents and for their kids. And that unselfishness is maybe a more powerful motive than saving your own butt. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you know, when you think about, you know, the history around vaccination, I mean, there's always been, I think, a, a level of concern uh, by yeah. some people, even if it hasn't yeah. been proven true. It's, you know, it's kind of always been there. Well, uh, this the, if you're referring to the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, that is a true story, right? That yeah. that these uh, these people in the military were in a test, and they're, they're, they, they, the Army, discovered how to uh, prevent syphilis, but they did not give the treatment to the Tuskegee Airmen, Tuskegee Airmen being black, and so black people have a distrust of this kind of stuff, and quite frankly, that's completely justified. So again, going back to the concept that you know, the resistance to vaccination is not a monolith, there's different kinds of factors going on. You have to address these societal and cultural issues that are different for people. Yeah. Guy Kawasaki, host of the Remarkable People podcast. What What's your biggest takeaway from all of this, Guy? I think the biggest takeaway is that you know, it may be that the, the science and the distribution and manufacturing, as hard as all that was, now the bigger challenge may be upon us, which is now, now that we have this thing, how do we actually get it into people's arms? Yeah. And, you know, I think six months ago you would have thought, okay, so one day there's going to be a vaccination and people are going to all line up and immediately get it and bada-bing, bada-bang, the problem is solved. But it's kind of not showing to be true. Um, you, you still read these stories about how even healthcare providers are hesitant to get vaccinated. And so... Um, you know, we have a 
not to make a, a light of the subject, but we kind of have a marketing issue here now. Meaning, meaning how so? Well, you know, a marketing issue of how do you get people to adopt a new technology, vaccination, okay. or you know, this vaccine? Um, is that any different than trying to roll out a new product? You, you have to convince people who are either don't care or neutral or negative. Um, get, getting the early adopters is easy, right? Yeah. Guy, thanks very much for your time. All the best with the podcast, and I assume uh, people that would like to listen to it can uh, can do so through a, a lot of the normal podcast channels, correct? Yeah, they can just start at remarkablepeople.com, and I have epidemiologists, I have vaccine experts, but I also have you know Jane Goodall, Margaret Atwood, Christy Yamaguchi, uh, athletes. I got all kinds of remarkable people. By listening to my podcast, you will be getting a little bit more remarkable too all right thanks guy all the best thank you all the best to you too thanks guy kawasaki the remarkable people podcast to keep engaged with wharton business daily and other wharton school shows visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu